It's time for another edition of Dome and Domer, the only podcast for Notre Dame fans by Notre Dame fans. If you're looking for cogent analysis and unbiased opinions backed by careful reporting, you've come to the wrong place. For the next 20 minutes or so, you'll get a fan's perspective on the Fighting Irish without all the normal spin from the so-called professional analysts. It's Dome and Domer. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Brammer and Ed Jordanic. Hello, Irish fans, as well as a few Ohio State Buckeye fans, I imagine. Welcome <laughs> to Dome and Domer. My name is Mike Brammer. Joining me tonight, Ed Jordanic, as always. And then if the... Uh, you know, if the liquor store owners are right about this, it's the biggest game since 2005, which is the USC home game. They haven't <laughs> seen sales since since then. So, <laughs> you know, but that tells you pretty much everything. But clearly, Ed, I mean, I think that the reality of the matter is this: that everybody feels different about. We know it's this a, camp. we know it's Notre Dame fans that are hitting the liquor stores because Ohio State fans, I'm sure, are bringing their own moonshine from their, uh, <laughs> their outhouses. Exactly. Yeah, so there, there's there's a different feel to this game though, and and there's a lot of excitement on the Notre Dame side that's that's different. And I think if any any of the Austin fans that are watching this YouTube video, they'll they'll trying to figure out, all right, does Notre Dame really think they have a chance? Well, yeah, that we do. For some reason, it feels different this year. And certain whether or not we win the football game, I don't know. Ohio State's got more NFL prospects than we do by far. Oh, oh, I mean, it's not really close. However, as a team, as a unit, this Notre Dame team is kind of clicking on all cylinders, and and it's kind of rare this early in the season for that to be the case in years past. Yeah, and I think the other thing is is that like I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there there is you know there's there's vulnerable vulnerability there on the Ohio State side. Um, you know, they've gotten pretty pretty housed by Michigan two years in a row. You know, I don't think they were in the playoff the last two years, right? Or were they? No, I no, I don't think no, they were. No, they got knocked out. Right. So, you know, um, so part of this is, is Notre Dame, you know, playing well, Sam Hartman, yada, yada. But part of it is that, that Ohio State has not been dominant um, for a little bit. You know, Ryan did, you know, I mean, if you if you read some of these, you know, posts and some of the comments on these articles and stuff, you know, all, the Ohio State fan, Continue, always says that you know stuff like oh thanks for keeping Marcus Freeman warm for us and you know thanks for uh, <laughs> you know, th- th- thanks for giving him his apprenticeship before he comes home you know and this kind of stuff so right. they obviously aren't in love with their head football coach and I think that there's going to be you know then and, and part of this is that uh, that you know he hasn't had you know um, the kind of success that they're used to the last couple of years um, and they're. Uh, you know, they're understandably um, have a high standard um, because they have been such a successful program dating back to, you know, Urban Meyer and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so yeah, so I think part of this is, is definitely Notre Dame appears to be, you know, more ready for this game than they, than they have been for some of their bigger games. Um, yeah. But also it's Ohio State seems a little bit more vulnerable than they have been in the past. I think that's totally true. And I also think that from a Notre Dame perspective, certain matchups we kind of like, you know, we kind of feel like, you know, Morrison on Harrison. Um, you, you got about the best defensive back we've had in a long time matching up with their best wide receiver. I, we're not going to hold him to no receptions. That's not going to happen. But I also don't think he's going to have 12 receptions, you know, for 180 yards. 
Well, I hope he has 12 receptions for 68 yards. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that like, you know, he can, you, they can throw him the ball as much as they want, but if you can keep him contained from, um, you know, sort of lots of yards after the catch or just blowing by people, you know, and, and catching, you know, um, big, you know, long post patterns and, you know, long fly pattern. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I don't care how much, how much he catches yeah. the ball. It's really just sort of containing, it's the containment on that, but but also the experience we have at, at safety is kind of a good matchup for us as well. Um, we, we don't have a bunch of inexperience back there. We don't have guys that you think are going to give up that big, huge play. You know, right. uh, if there's one thing that we have seen over the first uh, few games for Notre Dame is that everybody seems to be holding true to their responsibilities on each play. Now, I, I realize that we gave up some tackles against central michigan we kind of had a couple whiffs here and there guys you know did move the football on us but in the big key moments we were there we were we were responsible we had our gaps nobody was beating this deep and i think as long as as we can and look jd bertrand being out i don't care what anybody says that had an impact that had a huge impact and having him back is going to be critical for us so it, 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 in, a, in a weird sort of way, I don't think what you saw Saturday with us missed tackles and so forth is what you're going to see this this Saturday, yeah. mostly because Bertrand's back. And he's yeah. a guy that doesn't miss a lot of his assignments. I'd um, like to, I, I kind of tend to think that Bertrand, Evans, and DJ Brown, like probably could have played last weekend. Probably, but, yeah. In, in other words, and they made a decision, you know, to sort of say, okay, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to sort of, um, risk, uh, you know, these, these guys, which are important on, you know, in, in their positions, um, you know, their experienced guys, you know, the other thing I got to say is that, um, um, apparently, you know, this, this other, you know, receiver for, um, Ohio state, um, you know, if you, if you read some of the stuff, he's, he's, he's just as good or perhaps potentially long-term yeah. better than Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. B-Qu- I want to say in Bequay or Ember, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, but so I think to me, you know, we, you remember last year's game, we kind of got caught in a situation where, you know, Jaden Mickey, Mickey got left on, yeah. you know, um, yeah. I can't, was it Olave or whoever, one of yeah. those studs, and that cost Olave, us. Yeah. Olave, sorry. Yeah. And um, so uh, to me, as important as it is for 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 to contain those guys, what we really you know they have two really really high end guys. Cam Hart has been I would say solid this year, but not spectacular. He needs right. to play his best game of his life, yeah. Uh, because and Golden has to figure out a way to 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 not get into a you know a matchup issue where you know one of their top two guys is being guarded by Mickey or Christian Gray or Clarence yep. Lewis or you know. Or yep. if it happens, it happens really rarely because, you know, maybe zone or something. But it, I just don't think those guys, you know, we have two cornerbacks who can match up man-to-man with that quality of receiver um, right. and have a chance. I'm not saying that they can dominate them. I'm just saying that they can, you know, they have the they have what it takes to sort of stay with them. But, I, I, I you know, you just can't get into a situation where you're, 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 you get, you get mixed up and then you've got one yeah. of those guys one-on-one with uh, one of our safeties or yeah with, uh, you know it's uh, every time you face a game like this there's always a couple things that kind of jump out at you as to all right these are going to be the key matchups or these are going to be the key things to look for in terms of whether this translates 
into success or not. And one of them for sure is going to be, can we find a way to get pressure on their quarterback? Because we haven't been getting it with just the defensive line rushing for. It's just not happening. So we're not going to expect to get any kind of a pressure if we're if we're not bringing something, whether it be Bertrand or one of the back one of the cornerbacks. Somehow we're going to have to mix it up to get some pressure on them, so that we can get into some third and longs and so forth. And I think that's going to be a real big huge key because if we don't accomplish that, we're going to be in some big trouble in terms of keeping them and points off the board to keep the game close enough for us. Now, on on the flip side of that, the other positive thing we have going for us is Sam Hardman in that we finally have somebody who's experienced, somebody that can put the ball. I, I If I had, I didn't have any time to do any videos, but if I would have, I probably would have thrown those three touchdown passes that he threw in stride perfectly where I guys didn't miss a beat in terms of the, the speed that, I mean, that ball was right smack where it needed to be. And let alone one, seeing that once in the previous years with our quarterbacks, as opposed to three times in the same game. That, that again, is going to be another key matchup is, is Hartman continuing to click like he has been the four, these four games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, tend to, I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit in that, like, I would rather have sort of an overall defensive game plan that's focused on stopping the run and then on obvious passing downs um, sort of use the blitz very selectively, if at all. Um, I'd rather sort of, you know, flood the zone with with uh, with uh, pass defenders and sort of, um, you know, play a containment sort of, you know, kind of. Well, we, we haven't done that up to now. We've been. I coming. know. No, exactly. I know that's, that's why I'm concerned, because it's the big play that really concerns me. And I'm kind of like to me, this is kind of a Lou Holtz sort of. Bob Diaco yeah, kind of yeah. give up a lot of yards between the twenties, but you're really, really stingy in the red zone. Um, yeah. And to me, you know, the, the way that you sort of get behind the eight ball against, um, you know, against Ohio state is that, you know, if you, if you, if you sort of it, it get into a shootout with them um, yeah. and you just let Harrison and the other guy just kind of run wild and, you build, you give confidence to this young quarterback, right? Yep. Um, you need to sort of get, give him sort of, you know, you need to get him frustrated. You need to get him to make a mistake, I think, to win the game. Um, you know, you have to, you have to sort of make him sort of get confused, you know, by different coverages and different things. So to me, that sort of points towards a little bit of a, of a conservative game when it comes just to the, using the blitz, you know, I, I just, because like, you're right, we have not, we have not gotten to the quarterback with three or four down linemen, but we haven't really gotten to the quarterback with the blitz either. I mean, no, we, yeah. we created hurries, which is good. Yep. yep. You don't have to get the guy on the ground for blitzes to be successful. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit. And, the, and then to me, like, you know, the other way you win this game is you, you know, it's, it's, we always analyze these games to death, but at the end of the day, you know, running the ball, stopping the run and winning the turnover yeah. battle almost yeah. always wins the game yep yeah i think if, if you know for me if, if i were to look at what's a key stat that i think is going to be an indicator of us winning the football game i would say 150 yards rushing you get to yeah. 150 yards rushing it i don't i don't see how ohio state keeps us off the scoreboard not with a guy like hartman 
if, if you got 150 yards rushing, that means that you're taking a ton of pressure off of Hartman and you're not making it put them all on his shoulders. And a guy like that, I just think he's going to be able to execute an environment where he's he's got 150 yards behind him and rushing. So that'll be a key stat for me um, if we can get to that. I do think Hartman's going to continue with his poise. I think he's going to make the right kind of decisions. I think he's going to be over 50% completion. But games like this, they come down to those big plays. And I, I do think that why fans are a little bit different about this year than in years past is because we do have guys that can make plays. We got playmakers, and that's not always been the case. Right. And anytime you got playmakers, all it takes are two or three of those plays right. that change the complexion of the game. Right. Um, like you said last year on Manalave, without without that touchdown, that game was in doubt for sure. Yeah. Um, and and it could have gone either way. And that's not with a guy like Hartman behind right. us. Right. And I, I think that, you know, playing um playing uh, Ohio State in our fifth week, um, as opposed yeah, to the first exactly. week. You know, yep. it's, it's key for us because, you know, Tyree has gotten comfortable yep. in a new position and has proven to be a playmaker. Stays has gotten comfortable yep. and is, you know, is, you know, that, that kind of confidence of scoring touchdowns in a position where you really haven't logged that many minutes as a starter. Um, you know, Hartman kind of getting comfortable with some of these guys. Even last week, you know, Merriweather catching a bomb and yep. you know, come back, coming out of his shell a little bit. All those things, I think, really, really help. Um, as opposed to last year where, you know, it was Tyler Buckner um, kind of rolling out there for the first time yep. ever. Um, you know, the other thing is, is that um, I'm sitting here watching, uh, I've got the uh, Giants and 49ers game on. And <laughs> the, the, the Niners just had a touchdown drive. And man, the Giants brought the heat a couple times and Purdy just made perfect throws. One yeah. to Kittle on the yep. sideline and just now for the, for a touchdown to, this guy Ronnie Bell, who I think went to Michigan, um, but um, but you know just guys in his space, and he just laid it right in there. I mean, yeah. um, and that's the kind of thing that where Hartman can really make a difference, right? Where yep. they bring bring pressure, but if, he still they, delivers right. the ball he's, to the right. Hartman's going to throw to the right guy. He's smart enough to know who's the matchup he's going to, and and he's even in the zone coverage. I think he's done a really good job of it. You right. saw it in that touchdown pass that he threw right into a tight window. Uh, and, and I just think Hartman's that kind of guy where if you are going to bring the house and you're going to leave somebody open, he's likely going to find that guy. I mean, right. he's proven it so far. And I think that's the big, huge difference this year that we've not had. A guy like Buckner, he's not going to see that. There's no way. Yeah. He's a way too way too young, way too inexperienced. Too you're, you're just not going to see those big opportunities. And, and that that's what's different about this year, I think. Uh, not not to say that we should be expecting a win. I mean, I, I don't even know what the line is. What is the line? I don't know. I think Notre Dame is plus three. Is it three. Ohio State? Oh, it is plus three? I think, yeah. I think Ohio I State knew it was a three-point, three. but I didn't know if it was Ohio State or Notre Dame. It is, it's um, Ohio State. Yeah, I haven't seen Notre Dame. I think it's Ohio State, yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, look, I mean, I think at the end of the day, this game could go either way. Turnovers, obviously, is going to be a big thing. Some of those big plays, whoever makes those big plays in the big moments – that's ten. That's typically how these games go, um, but you know I, I do think that um, Notre Dame might get down like ten points for the first time, and and that's going to be a real key moment to to see how poised is this football team. 
do they not get rattled by that? Do they stick to their to the game plan? Do they stick to the hey, it's one play at a time. It's right. not I mean that that all of those things come into play and that that's where coaching really kicks in. Yeah. And so far this year, it seems like Marcus has been hitting on all cylinders himself in terms of where the team is as as a team, as a cohesive unit. They're pretty, pretty solid at this moment. So I, I do think that we're capable of handling that adversity if it does come our way early in the first half. Well, you know, we had some second half game pressure, you know, against North Carolina State and responded well yeah. to it. You know, they yeah. were with the score. I mean, it's 24-17 in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Right, and Ohio State has not had that yet. You know, they just no. haven't. I mean, you know, I mean, they struggled a little bit against Indiana, you know, but then pulled away pretty quickly. And then, uh, you know, as far as I can remember, you know, they just they, – they have not had that sort of game pressure in the second half. Um, certainly not in the fourth quarter. No, not in the fourth quarter. Might, they might have been within seven points after the first half of uh... – uh, Indiana? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. so. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think who, who else did they play? They played Youngstown state, which of course wasn't much of a game. And then I think they, I think they played one less game than us. Um, yeah. And then they, they blew somebody out last week. I can't remember who, but um, anyways, you know, it's uh, they're, they're improving too. You know, they're finding their way with this new quarterback. I, you know, there's a great write up in the athletic by this guy named Nick Baumgartner talking about Ohio state, you know, who started the season with some, kind of I think it was sort of one-on-one blocking or I can't remember and it just wasn't working and they switched to more zone blocking and the running game has really picked up over the last couple of weeks and you could tell the difference so so you know it's 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 I think it I think it'll be a better football game than last year's just because both teams yeah. play you know yep um uh, there'll be a ton of plays yeah yeah I, I definitely think there's gonna be a lot of big plays a lot of big moments um, a, a, just a fun game to watch for sure. I think you're going to see so some, too. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be some back and forth. You know, I, I hate to bring this up, but it's, it's going to rear its ugly head come game time. And that is the big, huge question of what percentage of the crowd is red versus green. <laughs> and, and I, yeah. It's one of those weird things at Notre Dame because, you know, we just don't have that kind of a town where the entire town is bought into college football you know i mean there's a ton of notre dame fans don't get me wrong at south bend but just the dynamics of the way that ticket holders are it lends itself to oh you know what i'm gonna let my buddy from so-and-so go to this game i'll sell the ticket cover my costs for the entire season and you know i'll go to all the other games that's the kind of stuff that happens to us and and I expect my my gun instinct is it might be twenty five percent red, maybe even thirty. You know, I'd be I'd be I'd be kind of surprised um, with with that, just because um, you know they've you know they've made significant efforts, and also I think that um, you got to remember you know that I think there's 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 just a little bit more. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to call this, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm going to call this a little bit of the, the Brian Kelly effect. Um, I think sometimes fans sort of reflect a little bit, you know, their, their passion runs as deep as they feel that they're as, you know, that, but I, I think that people are just a little bit more um, bought in because 
of the way Marcus Freeman carries himself, the way he obviously gets Notre Dame, the way he sort of is all in. I think, yeah. you know, part of the problem with, with Brian Kelly is, is as good as he is a football coach and all that he did for Notre Dame, Notre Dame fans really never accepted him as one of their own because they no. just never felt he was all in. That there was no, a I agree. That he was always looking around the next corner. Um, that, uh, you know, he, and, and so yeah. I think, I think that that sort of reflected in a couple of those games where they were just more likely to, you know, kind of not have that, you know, Holtzian type passion for being there no matter what. They had to be in the stadium for this game. You know, it was kind of like, okay, if I could get 600 bucks for this ticket, then that's pretty awesome. And then I'll stay yeah. home and watch it because it's not, it's not like I don't have to be there because. Uh, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it just seems like there's a no, little I, bit I think there's some truth to that. A little bit of a different well, I mean, we'll obviously find out come game time. I, I just, sure. you know, look, I, I think Ohio State, with the fan base that they got, there, there's going to be a lot of people that would like to come to Notre Dame to experience that, to go to a game. It, it's not too far. Columbus is a drive. Right. Um, so, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um I do agree with you, though. I, I do think that there's a lot of people that are really uh, dialed into Marcus Freeman and where he's at, and, and just the, the recruiting. I mean, you know, they, Notre Dame picked up two big, huge recruits this week, yeah. and you couldn't have gone. I mean, you couldn't have asked for anything better in terms of this week and um, leading up to the game with regards to that. I mean, those are some big time recruits. They just got Deuce Knight and uh, the offensive tackle. I mean, that, Lepper, that's yeah. Yeah, I, no, I mean, Knight's a it's a big, huge get. Um, that was a little surprising to me. I wasn't expecting. I I thought I had heard he was leaning to either Tennessee or Mississippi. I can't remember which one, but I, in any event, a huge get for the program going into this weekend, as well as they got a bunch of major players coming up here for this weekend. It's gonna yeah. huge recruiting weekend. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, that it's great, but I mean, I'm really focused on the game because, as I told somebody this week. You know, um, until Deuce Knight is in his sitting in his first theology <laughs> class and eating his first chicken patty. In the yeah, that's right. The commitments these days don't matter. Yeah, Ask Peyton Bowen in, that one. In the NIL age, it's even more, you know, especially yeah, with quarterbacks. Crazy. You know, especially yeah. with quarterbacks. And, yeah. I mean, I read the write-up on him. He sounds like a, you know, he's he's a work in progress. It sounds like he's, yeah. you know, it doesn't He's got play. some raw talent. I mean, there's some still polishing oh, sure, off he needs to sure. do. Yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have all of the you know, the, the specific qualities he'd want a quarterback, but he's got raw talent that's just legit. Yeah. Um, and so with the right kind of coaching, the right kind of – but, yeah, you're right. It, it's the game. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not suggesting to divert away from this recruiting because I think ev- everything is all about this game. Uh, I, I think we do learn a whole heck of a lot this Saturday. I mean, we are going to find out for sure how legitimately good is Notre Dame and how do they respond in a big moment in a big game like this. Um, and, and I do think that the opportunity is there for them to win this football game, much more so than it was last year, and and much more so than it's been, quite honestly, in the last several years. Yeah, I, I don't know when we faced a top ten opponent that's ranked that we felt this good about it going into the game. It's been quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, listen. I mean, the people in the stadium have a job to do you know we got to make that place you know it's not it's yeah. not uh it's 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 not a crazy uh 
you know, environment, um, given, you know, some of the standards, but, um, you know, it can be, you know, we, we've got to bring it um, for those of you out there that are going to be there. Um, you know, you've, it's got to be as, as, uh, as nuts as we can make it. Hopefully they'll do a good job with this green stuff and these bands and the, yeah. you know, the, the boards and all that kind of, you know, the, the jumbotron, everything, you know, it's, it's hopefully it's choreographed real well. Um, because I do think that um, Ohio State is a little bit psychologically vulnerable. I mean, they've gotten yeah. their ass kicked a few times. And if, you know, it's the start of the fourth quarter and they're on the ropes a little bit, especially with a young quarterback, that's when, you know, we saw this last year with Clemson, right? Um, yep. Yep. You know, the kid, the kid comes in and, you know, throws a pick six, you know, and throws, yep. you know, that, and, and so that is the kind of game I'm not saying we're going to win 35 to 13. I'm just saying that you got to get into a position um, where they feel game pressure um, because I think that's when a guy like Hartman really matters. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You give them that just a little bit of an inch and, and all of a sudden you're up two scores and the right. whole complexion of the game changes. Right. Totally changes. And a guy like Hartman up two scores, you're not going to see him making big, huge mistakes. He's just, he's not that kind of guy. It's so I, like I, it. I, yeah, yeah it really, you know, I think, I think the, the other last point I'll make is that for me, what's going to be really fascinating is to find out after the game if Marcus Freeman, again, makes references to in-game adjustments that they made. Right. Um, because he's made a couple comments, I think, on two occasions after that, hey, man, we saw some stuff that we did not see on film. It took <laughs> us a couple series to flush that out. Once we figured it out, we made an adjustment. That seemed to work. We get into halftime. Halftime, you're always making adjustments, right? But I, I think that more than anything is also what has me excited about this program is it seems to be that the coaching staff is there. He got the right pieces, the right parts. They seem to be clicking as a coaching staff. Right. And, you know, we're going to probably see some of that come Saturday night as well. Yeah, I hope you're right. I mean, I also got to believe that, you know, Ohio State's going to see some things that they haven't seen on film from us. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that uh, you know. I got to believe we've been holding back something, right? Yeah. At least a few yeah. things. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, I like the fact that, that Brown and Evans and Bertrand all seem to, like they're, you know, going to be ready to go, healthy and all good. Um, you know, they're, they're experienced guys. Um, yeah. So... Um, I, th I think Rubio's back too, isn't he? Uh, he may be. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, sort of I think he. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, but I um, think he practiced this week. Okay, well, good. I mean, you know, that's yeah. you, you got to be shuttling guys in and out because that's going to be, yeah. you know, they are like you said, they have, you know, regardless of how well they're going to play, um, they've got a ton of talent. Um, they're incredibly athletic. Um, you know, up and down. You know, they've got. You know, th they've got third stringers. Um, that yep. could start at most power five schools. So, um, you know, so you gotta, you gotta play every, you gotta play every play um, as if it's your last um, and you gotta, you know, do your, you know, be assignment correct and really sort of execute. Um, because I think that's, a, I think the better coach team, you know, will, yeah. will probably. Well, I, will I, I think that's who, yeah, that's who wins this game. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's going to come down to that. The better coach team is going to win this football game. And um, and look, you know, I, lots going to happen. I mean, this is the kind of game that you love seeing because it's 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 college football. This is why it's so much fun to watch it. 
there's just so many unexpected things that happen during a right. game. The ball bounces just even a little bit your way, and it just changes everything. Yeah. Um, no, so it's, it's going to be a lot of, those, of fun to watch. It will. It's one of those games where I'm going to go, and I'm going to get home, and I'm probably going to be up till 2.30 in the morning <laughs> watching it again. I mean, I hope I'm watching it again because I'm – Yeah, it, yeah. if you're not uh, watching it again, that's probably a pretty bad sign. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but uh, – uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, it's going to be interesting. Let's um, coffee texted me. He's he's predicting Notre Dame 35, 27. So uh, that kind of matches what I think is important, which is we got to score. We have to score in the 30s minimum. Right. Right. Um, The big, huge question is, are what happens to Ohio State? So what's your gut instinct? What are you thinking? I'm actually going to I'm actually going to pick Notre Dame to win 30 to 18. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I just, I just kind of feel like. Well, you're confirming what that it feels different. This is just a different year, man. It, it just yeah, is. Yeah. No, I just kind of have a feeling that you know, it's when I when I think about the way that we played at Clemson at home last year, um, you know, against a talented team, um, a little bit analogous to this Ohio State team in the sense that, uh, you know, talent at the skill positions, but a quarterback um, situation um, that was a little bit, you know, a little bit unsettled or a little bit new. Um, and in terms of, you know, bringing in Klubnik and, you know, so I, I don't know. I just, I just kind of have a, I just kind of have a feeling that, that, uh, that we're going to, um, you know, that we're going to sort of not dominate the line of scrimmage, but sort of have a, a game. But control it maybe. Yeah. We do enough. Yeah. yeah. We do enough. Yeah. 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 I, I you know, I think it's going to be a tight football game. I think 38, 35, and I do think Schrader might boot one in the fourth quarter to put us up three. Yeah. Um, he, he's got a heck of a leg. That's a huge asset to have. You know, when you're 50 and on in, it's an automatic attempt. Yeah. And that's not always the case. That's a huge, it's just one of the, again, one of the intangibles this, this football team has. Right. That just seems to be clicking. And, um, you know, I know that he's what, he's one for or two for whatever. Right. But, Almost every single one has been a long attempt, and right. um, but he clearly has a big, huge leg. There's no doubt about it. That's a huge asset to have. By no, the way. I think it's a well, yeah. It's definitely, it definitely is something that uh, you know could get you some points on the board that you might otherwise not. And um, it's supposed to be a very, um, it's, a, it's supposed to be a very nice night. You know, yeah, it's going to be perfect. Mild, mild temperatures, you know, yeah. uh, not much wind, just a really good night for football. So um, all that stuff is, you know, kind of. Kind of, it's it's lining up to be another day moment. Yeah, Dick, yeah, that's say. gonna be great. I will see. I'm again. looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a great football game. Hopefully, we come out with a win. Um, and it's it looks like we definitely have a chance. But boy, it's gonna be a lot of fun. That game's gonna be a great one to be at. All right, good deal. We'll leave it there. Right. You've been listening to Dome and Domer, an online conversation about Notre Dame sports from a fan's perspective. For Ed Jordanic, I'm Mike Bramer. Thanks for listening.